0: Trigger warning. On this episode of the Mocha Minutes podcast, sexual assault and sexual violence is discussed. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Mocha Minutes Podcast. I'm Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me. You can find the Mocha Minutes Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Tune In, Castbox, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Find us on any of those platforms or wherever else you catch a podcast. Also, still soliciting for ratings and reviews. If you would be so inclined, please leave us some five stars. Leave us some reviews. Would greatly appreciate it. Also, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Mocha Minutes on all three of those platforms. If you want to shoot me an email, give me some feedback. Other than on those three places, you can email me at Mocha Minutes at Gmail welcome back to the mocha minutes podcast i am stephanie thank you for joining me i typically sound very chipper in my intro but i'm sound a lot more uh, chipper because this is the day that i have been waiting for for a very long time so for everybody who knows me i talk a lot about the doll okay because if it wasn't for her erica denaro rodney the voice I think I would have lost the line in the last seven and a half. Hell, I hope longer than a year because I'm sitting here like I'm crazy. I'm the crazy one here. I'm like, I'm, I missed it. But if you enjoy the opulence that I enjoy on the YouTube, my guest is the Brooke Ashley V. We have to put the V. Do not just say Brooke <laughs> Ashley. It is the Brooke Ashley, one of my favorite YouTube channels, one of my favorite follows on Twitter. She also She's on the Instagram. She is everywhere. I am so excited to have her here because y'all just know how I feel about the doll. <laughs> how are you today? We are recording at, this is when you know I love somebody because it's 12 noon on a Saturday. I, I I, I'm not out to bed before 3 p.m. <laughs> on a Saturday. So you're like, it's all love. There's, there's a short list of people. She is on it. Old man Wade is on it too, but I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. like 12. I'm like, oh good. Uh-huh. Yep, I'll do it. I was like, the hell, I'll get up before 3 p.m. I was like what's going on? <laughs> and I'm saying get up. Like I, you know, because it's like, you know, when you're like your body's used to waking up early in the morning during the week, you get up, yes. and then it's like you maybe like puts around and then take a mid-morning nap, and then you're like, oh, I'm finally gonna start my day at three. PM. <laughs> That's how I feel. How are you this afternoon? Thank you so much for being here.
1: I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. I am doing fantastic.
0: Y'all, we are, let me tell you something. She has a whole setup, okay? (laughs) I turned or I opened up, the the chat, no way. Well, god that girlfriend is giving me Anna Shea realness, okay. I said, Well, damn, I am the broke bitch. I am a real housewife of Orange County. I'm Gina in the casita, okay. And she is Anna Shea. I say she got her red lip on the head down. We got the champagne chiller. I said, girl, <laughs> what am I supposed to I was like, Oh, see, I'm so people, it is so weird. And the patty cake, people are like, Look, I ain't turning this camera on because girl i didn't put my glass eye in i'm like wait okay i mean it's fine as long as i can hear you because it's an audio podcast but sure girl I, I i i didn't do it that dog is just driving me nuts you don't want to see my messy house i'm like well zoom puts in background so okay but still but yeah so let me stop let me just stop i'm fangirling right now because you just don't Understand how much I no, enjoy it's your fine. show. I'm oh. just like, please. If she say and hey, lottie dottie and everybody, <laughs> no. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come
1: on, sis. <laughs> I, will, I will probably be saying that sometime during our time speaking. Okay. oh, oh so I absolutely oh, surprised.
0: I, I cannot. It, it will be warranted. I can almost guarantee it will be
1: warranted.
0: <laughs> be like, oh like, what the hell? But please everybody, by about your YouTube channel that they should be watching if they love the Housewives or anything please. reality TV.
1: <laughs> anything reality TV Housewives related. Um, I even do luxury unboxings and I have a whole bunch of champagne in mm-hmm. every single video. So please check me out if you aren't familiar with me. My YouTube channel is The Brooke Ashley, and it's a lot of fun. We have Mm -hmm. fun on my channel. Mm -hmm. And I love engaging with you guys down in the comments. We have a ball, okay? So come on and be a part of the Brooke Ashley family. You're gonna have a good time. (laughs) And have some champagne too.
0: Please do. And (laughs) she does get down in the comments. So, how did you get started with your channel? It's like, what was the like, oh no, hell no. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Let me get on this internet because you don't know how to do the real review. I need a real review because you don't, you're missing stuff.
1: Um, well, you know what's funny? I remember I was on Twitter and I was talking about Real Housewives of Potomac season four. Mm. And one of my Twitter mutuals who actually became like a good friend she texted me and was like you know I've been following you on here for a minute and I'm really gonna need you to stop playing stop wasting all these gems on Twitter and please start a channel you'll be so good like you know I know your personality like you would just be so good like please like you know YouTube needs you like that's pretty much what she said and she like Mm -hmm. threatened me and she said (laughs) I'm serious. I was like, well, you know, because there's there's so many people who are doing it, and what if people don't watch? Like, you know how that goes. You always right. feel like, well, there's so many people who are doing it, and I'm going to be another person just, you know, lost in the fray. And I remember my friend saying, "If you don't do this, I will go upside your head," and she will do it. Like she will do it out of love. And she pretty much put the fear of God in me. And I also remember my mom saying. Brooke, you have a talent. You've always wanted to be on TV. Like Mm -hmm. do a YouTube channel. You would be so good. Like your commentary is so good. And like Twitter is not doing you justice. Just do it. And I remember my mom kind of putting that spark in me and my dad, they were like, just do it. Everybody was like really supportive. And Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I remember, um, I remember, I guess I was thinking about it and I was kind of going back and forth with it. And I remember, You know, I guess that old line that says, you know, when God has given you a gift to do something, it doesn't matter how many other people are already Mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm, I can't be anybody else but me. And Mm -hmm. nobody else can say it like I say it. The same way I can't say it the way someone else says it. Nobody can say it like me. And that was the motivation. And I just, I did it. And from, I started in End of 2019, my channel and from then to now and to see the growth and we are almost at 3,600 subscribers and, you know, people really like my content and I, I love it. I really just love doing it. I have such a good time. And I, I'm just so happy. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm thankful to my parents for me, encouraging me to do it. And I'm really thankful to my friend for putting that fire in me and saying, Brooke, if you don't do this, I'll be so disappointed. Like, just do it. And I'm so happy that I just took the leap of faith and just did it. And it's been mm-hmm. just such a wonderful journey. And I absolutely just love it
0: yeah yeah because and that's when you know you have good friends and you know your friends are black women because they'll threaten violence like girl i will kick your ass if you don't get on that fucking yes. youtube if you don't yes. get on youtube and just do this i'm tired of you just giving this shit away for free because we're at that's what like hey black women give us our stuff I'm like yes my kudos but follow with coins okay follow those yes. with coins
1: yeah, she was like, you know, instead of, you know, you're getting hundreds of people retweeting you about your takes on the Housewives series, all of them, because, I mean, I watched all of them. Mm-hmm. And she would say, you know, you get so much engagement. She said, you have a pretty big follower count. At the time I started my YouTube channel, I had like 10,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And now I have almost 16,000 followers. But she was mm-hmm. like, you have a big enough platform. to start can start. The channel. Like, stop. Mm-hmm stalling stop being afraid like come on do it and it has been a it's just been beautiful and I am just so blessed
0: yeah it's like you're so good at it I'm like it's, it's like things is so great I'm like I love Thank this and you. it's very it's because one I'm like you I watch all the housewives I watch a yes. lot of Bravo so I'm just so when I watch things I'm like y'all this is new to y'all. I can tell that y'all just started watching Potomac. This is how yes. I can tell. Like yes. y'all have not been watching since day one. You no, know, they have don't watch it. anything
1: they, else. They have, and it's so funny to me because I remember, I, um, I was one of the first people. To really watch Potomac from, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember tweeting about season one mm-hmm. and nobody was watching it. They were just like, no, I'm not watching it. No, once Atlanta goes off, I do not watch Potomac. Those like, no, mm, they seem they, boring.
0: Everybody said yes. that. First season it's boring it's boring and also it's too many light-skinned women on there i'm like yes but when the colorism (laughs) conversation when you said it on your channel during last season about the colorism, i'm like thank you i'm not going crazy i'm not Not going going crazy crazy. and i'm like y'all don't y'all didn't watch from day one when the whispers was potomac was the light-skinned franchise because they had all these light-skinned women and sharice
1: well (laughs) They were originally, they weren't supposed to be Real Housewives franchise. They were supposed to be, um, they were originally called the Potomac Big- Ensemble. Yeah. It, was, it was supposed to be about Jack and Jill moms. Mm-hmm. And then when Jack and Jill got word of them going on the show, mm-hmm. Jack and Jill said, absolutely not. You better not go on this show. And so yeah. the told production and production said, okay, we're going to change it to Real Housewives
0: franchise. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Charisse was saying. She was like, I couldn't. Everybody's talking about them women don't live in Potomac. She's like, I couldn't find anybody in Potomac to film more for me. I know. And it was just like she's like, what? I had to get other people. I had to get my friends, and they don't live in Potomac, and the people in Potomac didn't want to film. So it's like I know. It's like what, what y'all want her to do? And it was like it was centered around Sharice. So every time I hear it, I'm like, y'all do realize this was centered around her? Like Atlanta was yep. centered around Nene Leakes, and Potomac was centered around no. Charisse.
1: Well, you know what's really funny? Um, Atlanta was actually supposed to be centered around Sheree. Sheree was slated to be the socialite and the star of the show. Oh, that's That's right. She was so grandiose with these delusions of grandeur and just being so rude and nasty. And Mm. when we all saw how nasty and just evil she was, we all were like, oh no, we're on NeNe's side because I peeped it episode one and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't like Sheree off RIP. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was posturing. You know, you're this woman. She had three, on she had, like
0: assistants, and I'm like, "But baby, what do you do?"
1: Exactly. <laughs> I was had, like, "What do you do?" <laughs> she had a full. I mean, she had a personal assistant. Then she had a creative director. Mm-hmm. Then she had a stylist, and then on top of stylist, she had a shoe guy. And it was like, "Sis,
0: what is going on?"
1: Stop playing. Stop playing around. You can go to Neiman Marcus, and they already have a personal shopper for you you don't need to hire a personal stylist get that like, for free. stop it stop what? playing
0: it's like who had a fashion show with no fashions how dreadful i'm sorry that lives, that lives in my head rent free like <laughs> it's like i miss white, but i also don't miss the gay men that they had on there as mascots I'm like i don't i don't miss that at all <laughs> it's okay. like i miss them but i don't miss how I don't miss the characterization if I can make, if that makes sense.
1: I kind of felt like they actually did a good, a better job because I feel like the other franchises kind of tout their gay friends as Mm -hmm. sort of like accessories. I thought that they actually, Atlanta actually did the best job because Miss Lawrence, you know, we saw him on trips. He Mm -hmm. had like a full character development. Dwight, too. Like I actually enjoyed seeing them. I didn't, I didn't look at, Sheree and NeNe as, you know, using them as accessories. I actually thought they did the best job out of all the franchise Cause I've seen in New York and, and I remember Jill Zarin with her um, friend and she was you know, my gay boyfriend and she would kind of tout him as an accessory. And I thought that was kind of messed up. I didn't like how she did that but yeah. I thought that Atlanta actually did the best job with that because we would see them in actual scenes. You know, they weren't just, you know, a tag along. They were actually, doing it. And like, you, you know, like Miss Lawrence is actually killing it, like with the hair and he got his own show. And the now music. On, you know what I'm saying? Music. So yeah. it's like, we did see him thrive. We didn't see him just tagging along with Sheree. And he would get the girls together himself and read and shade. So I didn't look at him as an accessory or they were just parading him around. Like he actually, they, yeah. they gave, they gave Miss Lawrence and Dwight you know they, I don't know I thought they did a good job with
0: them I think I know, they maybe. do I think it was <laughs> like no I don't think it's you I think it's mostly how the fandom reacted because Lawrence also said that he's like I feel like I'm an accessory and it's like mm-hmm. that's not cool and I like that I think Derek J said it to NeNe's face it was like yes you have this gays and girls party I don't like this this you don't realize how this could I'm a little offended because I was like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy because I thought I was seeing it too. It's like, yeah, it's like, bring your gay. I'm like, like an accessory. Like, what are we doing, sis? I'm yes. like, stop that. It's like, girl, stop. And that read session, It was like, girl, if you don't sit down.
1: Oh my gosh. It, and it, Claudia it's like, Jordan got her all the way together. It
0: was like, Nene, what do you, like, I just want the gay men to come and read. And I'm like, see, see, now you're going too far. See, it was different when Dwight held his own with you. Yeah, it's like, yes,
1: let, yes. let's have.
0: I was like, girl, Nene, please stop this. you too old. You are 50.
1: No, she's 55 at her big age.
0: Oh, like, she's a she's bigger 50. <laughs> she, you big almost 50. 60. Ma'am, if you don't cut this out, just leave us alone. Just leave us the hell alone, please. <sighs> girl, shut the hell up. And I was like, how did I get to this place where I'm like, I enjoy Kenya more? It's, it's before Brooklyn. I was like, nope. After Brooklyn, I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, I don't I don't know. I am i can't wait to see this fight. This, we're filming before the new episode of Atlanta and also before Wendy Williams' movie come out. Yeah, oh I was going to watch the movie, but then they said documentary. I'm like, oh, I'm sold. I'm in. All right. I'm watching it. I'm like, I'll, I'll I'm watch excited. this documentary. I'm like, my mom loves Wendy Williams and she actually read her first book. So she's yes. been like a huge fan of Wendy Same. for years.
1: Yes, yes, yes. She's
0: like, did you I... watch Wendy today? I'm like, no, ma, I didn't. She's like, don't do that. Cause you know, that's my friend. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, ma, I don't have anything. It's Wendy. She just, Look, I'm like, I get it. So she loves Wendy. So I know she's going to be watching tonight. I, I can't, I can't wait. I'm, a, I'm very excited for this movie and this documentary.
1: It's, it's like, I can't wait. Good.
0: It's going to be so good. It's like, it's gonna I can't be wait. Very, can't
1: very, wait. very good. She's a, She is such a very, um, she's a very complicated person. Very. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Wendy excited. Houston
0: was going to beat her ass. It's like, you better leave Nippy alone because she's going to come and beat your ass. It's like, ooh. Oh, she
1: would have. Her and Robin would have whooped Wendy She'd have dog-walked
0: Wendy and Wendy would be like, well, I mean, I can't really fight, but I feel like Wendy Williams can fight, but she no, goes, she can't. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I feel like Nippy would dog walk you.
1: It's like, stop playing with that Jersey chick, okay? She's like, I'll come and beat your ass, please leave me alone, okay? From Newark, New Jersey, Ooh. don't do her, don't do the Cones doll okay?
0: Please don't do her because I'm like, Whitney, I don't want you. Shh. I, I, you did you watch the Bobby Brown reality show? Oh,
1: yeah, it's oh, like, okay. so
0: I was like, um. This is the person that Wendy wanted to smoke with? I doubt it. <laughs> it's like, girl, kiss my ass. I'm like, yep, that's the person. She would have beat her ass. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't even want to say. Um, Oh, my gosh. Let's get started with the show. I usually give them, I do a segment called Give Them Their Roses. So I'm giving my roses to you because oh, between, you. Well, like, of your content and your Twitter handle. You kept me saying Doran Potomac because... Lord Jesus, this last season was just like, see, oh, y'all just got here and I can tell because y'all have no idea how this is going. Y'all not going, <sighs> Giselle is violent. What she did, she didn't like her, fu- she didn't like her, her fucking four homes. That girl brought her whole, Monique brought Giselle's boyfriend's whole ex-wife and then told the whole world that he likes to get his um, dick wet in a, in a park that has mm-hmm. nothing to do with Giselle I'm like girl that's not even on the same wavelength and for y'all to say the most vile person on that show is Candace I'm like this is how I know y'all don't pay attention there's no possible way that you are saying it's not Ashley. I'm like thank you she has google alerts on her castmates. why do you have a google alert for Karen Huger it's like why why do you care
1: You know, like I've said in my recaps, um, she's a very desperate woman and she still carries that childhood pain of being a reject and not being with the cool girls. Mm. And Giselle and Robin have always represented that cool girl. Mm. And she assumed because she had a lot of money that she would be invited in.
0: Right on in.
1: And they saw the desperation. They saw the putting on of airs, they saw the fakery and they didn't want any parts of it because you can still have money and still have that wannabe. Energy.
0: And still be insecure. I'm like- You can
1: still be insecure and it shows that Monique is a person who lives on a facade. She likes to act like everything is picture perfect when it's not. Um, the whole pretense of how she got with Chris is really sketchy when you really peel back the layers. They mm-hmm. didn't just meet no, no, no! It wasn't some little romantic. Um, not, it's not, nothing out of a romantic comedy. Correct. She was preying on that man. She was living out of her truck, <laughs> like her pastor admit and revealed mm-hmm. to the whole world mm-hmm. in episode eleven. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she, her best friend Gigi, went on YouTube and even said herself that she was preying on Chris and he was engaged to somebody else, Mm -hmm. a woman that they have dubbed affectionately as big mobile. We don't know her real name, but, um, she was working for him and all of a sudden he breaks up with that woman and is now with her. And that was the reason why I was reading in a thread. That was the reason why, um, her mother-in-law has such a problem with her because the whole family loved his ex-fiance. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you're showing up out of nowhere with this new girl who works for you. And it's like 12 years or however much younger, you know, younger than you. It's like, wait, what?
0: Mm-hmm. It was just like, I didn't, it's like, it seemed so sketchy. And it's like, the problem that I had was that Monique don't have to lie. And I watched her bald face lie before. Her and Karen do the same thing. They will say things like, "Oh, I didn't say that." I'm like, "But baby, that is what what you said." Karen, I'm I'm glad your up your weights have upgraded, but I need you to upgrade your lies. It's like, girl, please do not ball face lie to me and then say, "Oh, I didn't say that." Well, well, what I meant was, but that ain't what you said. Words mean things, and you actually flat out said this. And I'm like, Monique, you're too pretty to be like this desperate for these two light-skinned women to like you it's like it's very high school it's very middle school and the thing about it is the person that clocked that real easy was sharice she's like why are you you only want to be around me to get ahead and i'm like uh, like sharice been in potomac way too long it's like just i was married to jabal bryant i'm like this is when you like you don't really know you only based on what people have told you like baby she has seen a lot and everybody know about Jamal Bryant, so that tea was stale as fuck. We don't care, girl. We know about Jamal Bryant, it but was literally, very
1: stale.
0: it's like we don't care. And that Zoom, I was like, see y'all, this is how he got to be the bishop, Jamal <laughs> Bryant, in one of the biggest A. M. E. churches on the East Coast just by watching him and it's like y'all can do all this like oh my god new birth need to get rid of him you do realize he is the pastor of new birth because eddie long died not mm-hmm. because they removed him he died as senior pastor i need y'all to stop that i'm like please y'all know like we're too many of your friends are black and churchy to not know this I'm like girl y'all need to stop and it's like he really you act like he don't know people you act like he actually don't know your pastor i'm pretty sure he does jamal Bryant know a lot well, of people he does
1: he said that he's even spoken with Ooh. her pastor and have, they've had conversation. Um, I, I just think the whole thing is just, it's crazy. And it was really telling to see how many people were against Candace. And it's like mm-hmm. the fact that you were actively choosing to side with wrong, That that's sad because we can all see it. Candace was not wrong in the matter. And if if you knew about a rumor for over two years, two years. then why were you still trying to be friends with um, Giselle and Robin if they were the ones spreading it? Why were you still trying to be friends with Charisse if they were all sitting on this rumor and supposedly spreading it around Round. for two years? You make no sense. That means that this happened in season three. So right. I, you, you sound crazy. You sound absolutely ridiculous. Just say that your plan of being friends with them backfired and you were jealous and upset that mm-hmm. Candace, whatever you want to call Candace, at the end of the day, she has won over Giselle and Robin's respect. They mm-hmm. respect her and they like her. And I also think that people sort of have a problem with Black women or black people in general who didn't have to get it out of the mud because it's Honey. a lot more, I guess, palatable for people to because a lot of people, I guess, and, and this is no shade, but it seems like they see Monique as a fairy tale story because they feel, oh, you know, she was the alleged side piece who mm-hmm. became the wife. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, and and I think that's easier for some people to see versus a woman who grew up with money well to
0: do it's like we talk about like black generational wealth and what we want and the person who actually has generational wealth may it be one generation or two depending on who you ask she has it you are like uh-uh no she ain't really black she a white woman because she ain't I'm like i'm sorry why do all black women have to struggle to to show her worth it's exactly. like that is like y'all all of y'all kids that's on this show Y'all are going to grow up to be can. Y'all kids are going to be Candace. Because that's that's going to come from privilege. I'm like, where are y'all getting this from?
1: Exactly. It's just, it's just, it's so, it's just so sad. It's like, we, our community, you know, it's like people talk about it in theory oh yeah mm-hmm. the goal is to have your kids doing living well mm-hmm. and then when you actually see somebody who did grow up well now you're jealous and now you're upset and now you can't stand the person Yeah, you
0: upset it's
1: like yeah. make it make sense <laughs> yeah. make it make sense and i and i just remember for the remainder of the season mm-hmm. you guys noticed that i did not live tweet the show i said yep. i'm just gonna put it on youtube i was not like yep, you sure did on twitter i you're was like tweet. no i'm
0: not because it's after a while it's like i don't y'all are being very, very interesting with this. And I'm like, I can't do this. And so now that Atlanta is back on, a lot of people are noticed that people are going to be very hypocritical on a lot of things. Oh,
1: of course. And they're
0: going, it's going to put Portia on the summer jam screen. Cause somebody brought up that season where they went on a trip and that dude was very, very aggressive with Kenya. She had him removed. And then at the reunion, Portia was like, well, you shouldn't have been provoking him and this, that, and the third. And Kenny was like, wait man, hold up. Now what y'all not going to do is act like he wasn't in her face. He wasn't aggressive. And she's like, why are we acting like that? So it's like, you're going to watch Portia look very interesting because apparently like Katie brought a baby on her um, trip and people were like, that's right. You should have let, you should have let Portia do it. I'm like, y'all sure didn't have these notions for Wendy. Listen, y'all didn't have these feelings. For y'all say, "Wendy, what you mad for?" I'm like, "Um, cause her baby that she was in the NICU before she came home, she's away from." It's like, no. I'm like, see, that's the thing. We'll we'll give the grace to people that we like. And it's like, that is very apparent when you watch a lot, one, reality TV, because people are like, nope, nope. Because when the whole fight came out, people are like, oh my God, don't say that, Wendy. What you saying about black women? Nope, nope. It's not, she don't carry that weight. I'm like, but it's funny because a lot of you don't watch like love and hip hop and basketball wise because they fight and it's beneath you. Y'all watch the housewives. I've heard y'all say it. Like, this is why I watch the housewives because they don't fight. So Mm -hmm. why y'all acting like, that's not the reason why you don't watch Love & Hip Hop. I watch it all. So it was like, when they fought, I was like, well, I mean, shit happens. I mean, I don't know what to tell y'all. I'm like, sometimes words don't work and sometimes people just fight because they are angry. I also like people owning their shit. I'm like, so first of all, ma'am, fix it. Just say you mad. You had a whole, you had over a year to actually just talk to her. Not during October or November of 2019. You had a whole 2020 and you ain't said shit to her. Don't come here now and apologize. It's like, eh, wait a minute. You know where the fuck she lives. You know where Karen lives. You have Karen's phone number. Everybody got her phone number. You could have reached out to her and you did not. This is what we're talking about. Like, girl, you grown up, own it. It's like, please stop. So we're going to watch a lot of people on reality be very hypocritical because Portia was one of them. They're like, why is she attacking Portia? See, now she's going to get her ass beat. I'm like, y'all don't say that to Kenya. Kenya always got time and space for her and mm-hmm. a lot of air. She's like, you've never told her to shut up before Portia puts your hands on you again she be looking like, who the fuck you think you're talking to? I'm not going to uh, curtail. I'm not bridling my tongue for Portia Williams. I always got space for you. And I'm like, I get it. Watch this show? Anybody be afraid for what? Like, anyway. So, nope. Bye, Potomac. I, we'll see y'all in 2021. Hopefully later. Oh, Much later. After end the summer. Of like, Please. End of 2022. If you really want to be fancy, just, just, just skip a whole year, girl.
1: Please let, let,
0: let us watch family karma okay we, we good we'd rather see family karma okay you know yes like please just leave us alone okay let's start low-key and this should be it's more high-key but it's low-key but so in the last maybe week week and a half four four deaths should not be shocking in a way but it's shocking to hear of who i'm about to say so I know. it started with hank aaron And I was like, wow. I'm like, why? And I was like, he was 86, which is young and old at the same time when you really think about how not removed we are from segregation. It's like, people don't realize how, because they show a lot of pictures on black and white, we think it's like a long time ago. And it's not. He was only 86 years old. Then we lost Larry King. He was 87. I thought Larry King was older, quite frankly. And I was like, wow. Chloris. I did too. It's like, Cloris Leachman was 94, and I was like, huh, and then the one that got me was Cicely Tyson, and she was 96, and I am just like, wow, and then part of you is just like, well, she was 96, and it's like, but we just saw her walking around, I just seen videos of her in the last week, and now she's gone, and it's just, it's just heavy, but then you think about, I still remember the, the autobi- autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and mm-hmm. the fact that she was probably in her 40s then. They put makeup on her to make her look older. And it's like Cicely Tyson has been ingrained in black cinema damn near my whole life. And I'll be 40 this year. So it's like oh, I am just like I I've never not seen Cicely Tyson on my screen. So I'm just like this, this is this is a lot. And it's just like, oh, she, she's like a pillar. It's like, I still hear her monologue. And I know we, we talk about Tyler Perry. We give him so much stuff, baby. It's never your ideas, Tyler. It's always the execution. However, I still think about her monologue. Take your place. And I'm like, I feel like you just saying that. I feel like you're not even acting. You're just talking. You just talk about Cicely Tyson because you're Sicily the Tyson. And it's like, I, I, these, aren't, these aren't lines, are they? You're, you're just talking to us, aren't mm-hmm. you? Oh, okay you're just talking you're not really acting even in that last movie where that woman wet her whole wig at five at two o'clock in the morning had to get up for seven o'clock work I'm like girl but I was like but Cicely Tyson eats up scenery so I'm like Shh. so <sighs> she had a beautiful life and a masterful career and it is a definitely a loss um but because of her age, I think people are like, well, it's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, people die every day. I get it. But when you look back at her life, you go, wow, she's been around my whole life. I'm like, this is my whole life. And I'm like, I've always known a film or a show or a cameo of Cicely Tyson.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just. And she had such a fabulous career to mm-hmm. be working for over, you know, 60 years. And I was yeah. reading that she was in over like 100 movies and, mm-hmm. um, you know, two emmy awards and a tony and an honorary academy award like she is iconic like yeah just you know it's it's so crazy it just feels like all all of our all of our greats are like leaving this earth and it's Mm -hmm. it's like who do we have left i mean i know we you know we still have stevie wonder we still have patty labelle and and, i'm wrapping her in bubble
0: wrap i swear i'm like uh uh-uh get in the bubble wrap get in the bubble patty because i can't do this
1: (laughs) It's just it's like it's really crazy when you like wow, like you know, Michael's gone and you know, please don't mm-hmm. get me started about Whitney Houston because I just sob uh, every single time. Like my throat gets, you know, closed up every time I think about it. You mm-hmm. know, Prince is gone, um, Aretha's gone. I, I mean it's like, Oh my freaking goodness, like mm-hmm. what is going on? And they were supposed to still be here with us. They were only forty-nine and what fifty one and yeah. Prince wasn't I mean, come on. They like, were in their fifties. I'm just like
0: This is crazy because you think this, like, because you've watched them basically your whole life, you think they're so much older and they're like, wait, they were how old? Like, it still trips me out. I think it was like around the election when I was talking to my mom and I was like, "Little Wayne is younger than me. She said, wait, what? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, he's a year younger than me. And I was like, that's because he started when he was a kid. That's why I'm like, why do I feel like... Because it's like, you watch people for so long, you're like, oh, they must be older. I'm like, me and Beyonce were born in the same year. I'm actually, it's like, it's so weird when I'm like, I've been watching them my whole life. And it's like, you're right. I'm like, our Titans are just going. And then you're like, who do we have to um, replace them with? Well, it will be no one with the last name of Harris. We'll get to them later.
1: Um, Uh Oh, I have my notes. (laughs) It's like
0: I, mm. and I'm like we have greats, and there are people who are potential to be great. But I think the because we live in such a microwave society, and then we're losing people who literally did not start instantly. Like they had to bust their ass to get where they were. So it was like it wasn't like instantly. Like oh okay, it's like yeah, everybody loves Sterling K. Brown, but Sterling K. Brown had been acting for like ten to twenty years before. Yeah. saw him. They're like oh, I remember him. I'm like. See, I'm like, oh, he played this little bit part. Even Denzel Washington, I'm like, they didn't start out like at the top, make like debuted in a Marvel movie, and now we know. Them. I'm like, no, but yeah, no, it's not microwave anymore. It's like people that's grinding is like it's strength in the struggle, but also there will be enough, there will not be another Cicely Tyson. I'm like, we have Viola Davis, however, she and Cicely are not the same. Nor should they be. It's like we're not just plugging and playing another black great by another black great. I'm like, they can be two different people. Mm Because Meryl Streep is the black Viola Davis, okay? (laughs) I'm so mean to her. I'm so mean. Okay, so let's get started on some stories. So, Caitlin Bristow used to be on The Bachelor. This is my first season watching The Bachelor, actually watching it. And Matt James was a choice. It's not my choice. He was a choice. And so, oh, yes. So uh, this beautiful Black woman named Chelsea, her hair is cut really low. Beautiful. She's just gorgeous. And she was talking about. Her. Yeah, she is gorgeous. Beautiful, I was like,
1: beautiful right.
0: girl. So when I said Chelsea, I'm like, which one is Chelsea? Because I'm like, it's one of the Black women. Because it's like, it's a few Black women on there. And I'm like, yeah. see, Matt James is a choice. And I don't want him ruining any of those Black women. Nope, uh-uh, nope. You pick one of them white ladies. No, no, they are too pretty for you. They're too nice for you. This is so rude. But Kendrick, you heard what I said. I want despair for him. I do not want, no, you don't deserve a pretty black woman like Chelsea. So she was talking about her hair. And so Caitlin Bristow got her whole her whole mouth open to say, and let me tell you about my struggles with hair. Girl, if you don't shut the hell up, it's like you don't have the same... Girl, Caitlin, you are a whole white woman and you are sitting here like, let me tell you about my hair care struggles. Yeah, no, you can shut up. It's like, you can be quiet. Like,
1: are, are you are kidding you me? Like, constant, like, foot in mouth syndrome. Like, I just don't understand why we as Black women can't ever just share our stories without someone else Putting jumping in the into the fray and injecting themselves. And then they want to apologize or you know, now they're upset that their feelings are hurt because people have called them out on their insensitivity. It's so annoying.
0: Right. It's like insecurity does not have a skin tone. However, you don't know what it's like to be a Black woman and being told that if you wear your hair a certain way, it's aggressive or it's not professional or it's un- If you have your natural hair, I'm like, this is how my neck, my hair actually looks me not having long hair. And if you choose to wear long hair, I wear crochet braids. I've been wearing them all year. I'm like, yeah, but I have, but I still like my hair, but also I like how versatile my hair is as a black woman. Mm -hmm. So to watch white women go, I can only listen to you. If I can put myself in your shoes. I'm like, baby, you will never know what it's like to be the descendants of property who are now humans. You don't know what that's like. And I need you to just be quiet. You can just sit there and listen. You can sit there and eat your um, your salt and pepper to taste meal, whatever the fuck that you're eating and leave us the hell alone. <laughs> it's like, you, please, please leave. Caitlin, be quiet. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. See, I'm gonna need you to leave these black women alone. Because part of me like, we need more black people in the bachelor. I'm like, yeah, but I need y'all to go through some training first. I need y'all to talk to some black people first. I'm like, you. Yeah. No, we not going No. Matt James is a choice. I'm I'm gonna keep saying it. He's he's a choice. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> like, oh he's,
0: cho- he's a choice. That's that's it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just leave him alone. So Joe Biden has been president for looks like maybe 10 days, and he, it was like the fact that he's done so much in 10 days, he has rolled back the Um, discrimination of trans people in the military, and now he also put out some executive orders to um, end some injustice in our country to a certain extent. Um, So some of his executive actions direct the Department of Housing and Urban Development to take steps necessary to redress racially discriminatory federal housing policies, they have contributed to wealth inequality for generations. Um, he also is ending the Justice Department's use of private prisons, recommit the federal government to tribal sov- sovereignty, and take steps to combat discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders that has intensified during the corona pandemic, because y'all's little president got up on the television and called it the China virus and the mm. China flu. Mm. And it was like, what are you what are you doing? It's like, this it's is ridiculous. So evil. And it's like, so evil. you're watching him do all these things. I'm like, it's been 10 days. And you know, it's like the first hundred days is like for everybody who's a poli-sci nerd, like my buddy, Brandon, the first hundred days people pay attention to. So we're still, he has 90 more days for us to look at what he's doing. He's already talking about, he wants people to put masks. He put in an executive orders that you had to wear masks in public places in airports, in gas stations, in stores. I'm like, why should somebody have to tell y'all not to be pieces of shit? It's like, why I does somebody know. have to, we have to do mandates. People are like, oh my God, why are you making people do this? I'm like, you do realize um, they had to pass laws for y'all to stop treating Black people like property because you wouldn't just do it. It's like, oh, well, we got to make a law because people aren't going to just do it to be nice. <laughs> a person is nice, people are not. So it's like, it's like, mm. but- all of this is like, he's undoing a lot of stuff. They're like, wait, he did that? I'm like, yes, he did. It's like, oh, there's a lot that he did that's so underhanded. He took Reagan's playbook and ran with it. Because mm-hmm. like, I remember when he first got elected, I, I do reference my mom a lot because I ask her a lot of stuff because you know she's at a point where she remembers Ronald Reagan as a president. This is like 2016. I said, who was the worst president? Who Trump or Reagan? And she said, oh, it's Reagan. She don't wow. say Reagan anymore. This was like oh. really in 2016 because it was like Reagan is horrible because a lot of Reaganomics we were, were still we were still dealing with in 2016. I'm like, and he was president in the 80s, the 1980s. It's like, girl.
1: And I was like, someone posted on Twitter like the map of like the country like when Reagan won, mm-hmm. and they were like, he won by a landslide. He won like every single state. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh.
0: It's like, man, that whole black-on-black black crime that came from the Reagan administration.
1: Oh.
0: It's like, he's yeah. He's going
1: to burn in hell. He's going like, to yeah, They're like,
0: so this is why every time the governor of my state, Larry Hogan, parts his lips to say anything, I'm like, you wrote in Ronald Reagan, Lawrence. You don't get to talk. You don't get to speak. You wrote in Ronald Reagan. Like, that of all people to write in Ronald Reagan... <laughs> like as as much damage as he's done to the black community that you claim to care about you wrote in ronald reagan oh somebody need to slap your face like what were you thinking that piece uh, of, anyway so midkey. <clears throat> so a young ceo from philadelphia decided to start his business to help with the covid covid vaccine distribution then homeboy took some in his little backpack and left I saw that. Story. I said, what did they talk about? And then they like everybody sending clips to them being interviewed for Good Morning America. I'm like, oh hell. They're like, oh yeah, we wanted to start. So he started a um business called Philly Fighting COVID. It was a startup. And, uh, there are no medical professionals in this, but they wanted to help. So Homeboy is 23 years old. He had students helping to administer the vaccine. You had 80 or 90 year old people outside trying to get in because they overbooked appointments at this clinic and they are crying because they're 80 and 90 years old trying to get in because they went to the website to do an appointment. And then you have him, it's like,
1: what? And he was injecting them himself
0: too. Yeah, I was like, wait why are y'all letting kids do this i'm like i i have cl- i have somewhat of a clinical background but you still would not see me administering no vaccines it's like uh, what what is uh, it's like one at the time they didn't order a lot of vaccines and now again during his 10 days joe biden has um requested more of the doses for the vaccine because they were actually trying to be chintzy with it before because President 45 did not care about anybody. We've Mm. been saying it for like six years. He does not care about anybody. He only cares about winning. That's all. He cares nothing about people. So to watch this young man and uh, I can't even understand. There are literally people going, I have been, they've been in their homes. They're scared to leave their homes because they're like, I'm at a certain age or I'm immunocompromised because that was the other thing. Like you're an old person. You're definitely going to get COVID. So don't leave your house. It's like. Uh, okay, they weren't, even, they weren't seeing their grandchildren, their children, people who have lost loved ones and they're like, I can't even like mourn them because I can't leave the house because I don't feel, feel safe. And here you hear this 23-year-old piece of shit actually taking doses home and not even helping people or better overbooking and now it's like, I'm sorry, when is he getting in jail?
1: Yeah, they like, said, said that um, to- I was reading the article and they were saying that they're Going to determine if um, he's going to face any like criminal um, action. So they don't know if they're going to press charges against him. I feel like he should face some sort of consequence for this. It's I don't something. think that he should walk off scot free. Like, I think that no, they, they've charged so many black people on really petty and stupid stuff. That's they need to charge his behind and he needs to do some jail time or do something because I don't think that that's right.
0: Yeah, at all, it's like Khalif Broder was put in jail for a backpack. The girl that sold yeah. Nancy Pelosi's laptop, yeah, she's still y'all. She's not in jail right now. It's like, uh, that's a political figure that is literally a felony, and she's not in jail. Khalif Broder stole a backpack allegedly. Girl, it's like I you're going to see a lot of these stories of people just preying on people because of fear. It's like, yeah, yeah. well, there's a fear around it because one you don't know what is COVID is going to do to your body. You you could be like, if you're asymptomatic, great. If you have mild symptoms, great. However, if you're like, um, I think, I don't know. I just, I think it was Scarface who had renal failure because of COVID. I'm like, what the hell? It's like, well, there are people who just died. People who have asthma and this they just died. Like, well, it really was the asthma. I'm like, yeah, but COVID actually aggravated their asthma.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: they would still be alive with asthma. This is not, so you don't know what it is. So it's like, it's this fear and people are going to prey on people. And it's like, yeah, no, if you had gotten in front of this, we wouldn't be here. It'll be almost, it'll be a year in March that we started our our quarantine and, you know, the pa- the patty cake was born other countries oh who had covid are back to normal australia is back to normal
1: yes they're already you know concerts you know going out without they the good. Mask. They're good
0: yeah it's like but now we're like watching people like you derails that could have been us if y'all had just got your shit together but but you didn't and now you get but we were close derails. though
1: it was it was going it was going well because um it was going well at one point, like when everything was shut down from like mm-hmm. March to June. Mm-hmm. Um, things, the numbers had went drastically down and it was like, okay, like there's hope that this will be gone by like November, December. And then all of a sudden, I think around like fall time, mm-hmm. that was when the numbers just spiked up. Because it I remember spiked. from like June to September, things were, things were good. It was like we were on our way.
0: Mm-hmm. If we stick on this plan, because a lot of people went from, they were like, okay, so we can 25% capacity. We can go up to 50 now because, you know, numbers are getting better. And then um, Memorial Day. No, let's see. Labor Day. Labor Day is in September. Labor Day happened. The holidays happened. And it was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? I'm like, stay all asses home. (laughs) Because it's also flu season. It's like, it's also flu season so a lot of people are like i don't know if this is a flu or covid and then when you have people who work in hospitals and telling you like y'all don't know the half of what it really does to people
2: it's oh like no.
0: and like you at now at hospitals where like they have a hundred percent capacity and they can't yeah it's like don't come here for covid it's like we don't have a bed for you i'm sorry we don't have it it's like uh, yeah because people are still sick People still have heart attacks. There are still car accidents. There are still people giving birth. It's like, there's still, it's still life around COVID. So I'm like, we yeah. don't have COVID hospitals. I'm sorry. We just don't. We don't have pandemic hospitals. So it's just, y'all need to go to hell. Stay, th- if you're not, stay home. Stop like, oh, I, these are my civil rights and I can do, you do not want to talk to any Black people about civil rights. You you want to shut up. I'm like, please stop at, it's like, please go to hell go to eternal hell. Okay, go there. Please. Speaking of somebody who can go to eternal hell, Chad Wheeler is a former Seattle Seahawk who has been removed from the team because he um, decided to beat his girlfriend, choked her till she was unconscious. And then when she woke up, he said, oh, you're still alive. She had to run in the bathroom, call 911, people heard her screaming. She called the 911 and family. He broke into the bathroom and beat her senseless again. Everyone mm. has seen the video. Everybody's seen the photos. And he's been removed from the team because of obvious reasons. Uh, so then there's a lot of chatter about how we're talking about Chad Wheeler. They're like, nope, let's, let's talk. Like, like how y'all did with Ray Rice? I'm like, ma'am, sir, there was a video.
1: Mm -hmm. it's like
0: it's kind of like we can't ignore when you flat out see it um we we have a greg hardy they picked his ass right back up after he got dropped from carolina so y'all can miss me with this so this is a seahawks uh statement about chad wheeler who was an offensive tackle i'm like y'all didn't know who the fuck chad wheeler was last week Unless you're I a know. Seahawk fan. If you're a Seahawk fan, you probably knew who he was. If you weren't, it's like, oh, well, who the hell is he? The Seahawks are saddened by the details emerging against Chad Wheeler and strongly condemn this act of domestic violence. Our thoughts and support are with the victim. Chad is a free agent and no longer with the team. If you are experiencing domestic violence, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline or go to org. We encourage Chad to get the help he needs. If you are experiencing mental health issues, please reach out for help. So the reason they're adding that is because apparently Chad Wheeler has a mental illness and he was not taking his medication. I think they're saying that he was bipolar. I don't give a shit. That is not an excuse. That is not not an excuse.
1: That's not an excuse at all.
0: And his girlfriend is Black. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people are just like, wait a minute, why am I not talking about this? Like, why are you saying it's a mental illness? I'm like, so as somebody who used to work on a mental health unit, I can almost guarantee you that people um, who have mental health issues, some can be violent. However, typically they're violent towards themselves. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like
0: they can be violent towards other people, but- they also are violent towards themselves and they are a danger. And also a lot of people don't, police officers don't know how to defuse mental health situations. So that was the other thing. Like, why didn't you just shoot him? I'm like, well, he's a big white guy. So I don't know what to tell y'all. I'm like, y'all already know how this is going to go. So a lot of people are like, we want more talk about Chad Wheeler. I'm like, "Um, no one gives a fuck about Chad Wheeler because they don't know who the fuck he is. Not saying that they shouldn't because you should. Cause those pictures are ghastly.
1: They are. It's like, they're. And ghastly. I, I was so upset to keep seeing them retweeted on my timeline on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was like, I really wish that, you know, people would just not do that. Like be sensitive. You don't know what someone has gone through. It's, but also it's, it's just so awful to see. Like I, my heart was just like weeping to see this woman just battered like that. And I was just so pissed. And I feel like, I feel like the Seahawks statement was a little bit weak and it was a little bit like a day late and a dollar short and it's like i just want to see more consequences for these men like these men need to be in jail i don't have any sympathy at, for these men who put hands on women i really don't
0: at oh i'm like I'm, and i'm so
1: uh, sick of these excuses like oh well you know it's this or you know he plays a brutal game and his brain is scrambled and it's you know it's a bipolar it's it's like I'm going to need these folks to enroll and get some serious help because mm-hmm. I just don't have the bandwidth or the sympathy for men who put their hands on women.
0: At all. I'm like I'm never going to I'm like I'm never going to go oh my god well he has a mental illness. I'm like baby then you should be taking your medicine. And it's like if and if I have to say this because a lot of people probably. If you think this is the first time he's put his hands on her, I have a farm out in Wyoming with a rapper who samples R and B music to sell you. I'm yeah, curious, well, it's like that's not the first time he's put his hands on her. It's probably the it's probably been the worst time. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't. It's like was like, oh my god, we gotta feel sorry for him. No, we don't. I don't feel sorry for him at all. And the NFL is not the police. They are not the justice department. They cannot do anything other than remove him from their team there's literally nothing else they can do it's like they are not they're not the law they're not a judge they're not a jury they're not a police officer like okay well he's off our team I mean we did our part he should be in fucking jail but a lot of it is like depending on the state and how people look at it they may be like well she's going to have to press charges because we can't do nothing with it and it's like okay but still though it's like I don't I don't want to hear it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about I didn't care about Chad Wheeler last week and I don't I don't care about him this week and also it's y'all looking mighty funny in the light where y'all would rather talk about this than your boy T.I. It's like, uh, oh. it's like, see, y'all I'm like, see, look. Uh, they they bringing this up because they want to cover for Chad Wheeler. Who the fuck knew who Chad Wheeler was? Nobody nobody where are y'all getting this from he should be in jail but the nfl can just kick him off the team baby that's all they really can do it's like yeah no he can't work here he can't it's like we're, we're, we're i'm sorry this is not greg hardy where he can get put off the panthers and get picked up by the cowboys within a week or so It's like yeah no those days are over people know too much at this point
1: i i want the I want that woman to be compensated handsomely Absolutely. for her pain and suffering. And I want him in jail.
0: Can I tell you, it was funny, like, cause you know, with Wondry doing all those um, podcasts with different stories, I vaguely knew about the story about Ray Carruth. Most people in Carolina know who Ray Carruth really is. So Ray Caruth, for everybody who doesn't know, he was a former um, Carolina Panther. This is, years ago he had a girlfriend she apparently either was i think she was a stripper and they started dating she got Mm -hmm. pregnant he tried to kill her he had a murder plot for her while she was pregnant um shot her she um ended up dying but the baby now has um physical and mental Mm -hmm. disabilities um he went to jail he got out i think in 2019 but they did a whole podcast about what happened with ray caruth um yeah, this, the days of, hey, he had got his girlfriend killed. We can't keep him on the team. And on top of that, when he got out of jail, he wanted a relationship with his son. That girl's mama was like, over my dead body. <laughs> it's like, uh, you tried to kill him. So the league has had very a very interesting relationship with domestic violence. They always have. They have. Always. So it's like, y'all can't be like, oh, we stand up for it. I'm like, there's no one you can't control people so that's not how this is going to work but what you can do is just go like hey if we have zero tolerance um then when this shit happens get rid of them i don't care and it's like cooperate with the investigations it's like i don't i can't ask them to do something that's above their scope but to f- try to act like what he did wasn't vile or that it was like oh, it's not that serious. I'm like, this is very serious. It's very serious because one, when it comes to domestic violence, Black women have astronomical high rates of it. And a lot of the times it's like, well, if she wasn't mouthing off, then she wouldn't get hit, which is why I circle back to Candace. That's why that shit bothered me. It's like, how dare y'all say if some Black woman talks, she has the right to be beat on. Who the Mm. fuck do y'all think you are? It's like, uh, so I don't like this. I don't care if it's another woman. I don't care. I'm tired of y'all acting like when a black woman opens her mouth, somebody deserves to put their hands on him mm-hmm. or her. Who the fuck? I'm like, absolutely not. I don't give a goddamn what she said, ever. I'm never going to be okay with that. I don't like that. So it's like to see these pictures of this woman literally bloodied and broken and i know mentally she is just broken because you know she loved that man so there's the rub and i'm like i'm not going to be here with y'all i can't do it it's like i get it monique is your faith don't care she put her fucking hands in that girl Candace should have beat her ass period it should have been on site because it would have been on site for me i'm like yeah uh-uh. no we can we can get in the ring and discuss not in but- words with my hands because i'm like what is i can't it's like i just can't
2: Well, people
1: who do this are cowards. Monique is a coward because you went after somebody who you thought, you know, was the weakest one because Mm -hmm. you damn sure knew better to do that than to do this to Giselle, because had you done that to Giselle, you know that you would have been thrown under the jail. And that was what was really funny to me, how people kept saying, you know, Candace, you know, running her mouth and then, you know, calling the authorities. Are you aware that if she had done this to Giselle, Giselle's father is a prominent civil rights leader? Yes, he and is. He's very well connected. Do you understand that had she done this to Giselle, Monique would have been in jail? And Giselle probably would have sued her and mm-hmm. taken almost everything that Monique has. Don't get it twisted. Monique is a coward, but she's not stupid. She knows that she would have been in some deep mess had she done this mess to Giselle or Sharice.
0: Right, or Rob, and it's so funny because people or bring up Robin. They were like, or like, like Robin. So if, like, if we're using y'all, um, y'all's notion of talk-ish got hit, when somebody says to you, come over here and say that in my face, that means Robin should have beat her ass. It's like, oh, really? So you want to fight? Okay, so, all right. Because you invited that in. So before you say she provoked me, I'm like, so you didn't provoke Robin? Because you literally said, come say that in my face and see what happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, re- ma'am, Robin is from Baltimore. Please don't play us. It's like, girl, this ain't what you want. But if I come over there and you put your hands on me, that means she should have beat your ass. It's like, if we're, if we're using the same logic then it means Robin should have beat you up because you and you provoked her into a fight but Mm -hmm. that would not have been happening they'd be like oh well Robin you should have controlled you should have controlled yourself so when they had the colorism discussion and I think when I hear people discuss it I was like everybody's missing the mark and I get part of me I get why they missed the mark because for colorism black men and black women it affects us differently but i will say colorism is always a benefit for light-skinned people and a detriment to darker skinned black people of course it has always been a detriment it's like there's no thing in this for us to be like oh, okay it, it it helps us so when we heard, i heard people talking about the colorism and of course the main person said oh it was no colorism was monique i said monique you would feel differently if you would hit ashley because you would have of heard course. a little different conversation. Like, yeah, you would have heard the, you are violent and aggressive and out of line and I want her off the show. See, so if you would hit somebody who was who lighter than you, you would have understood that. Hence why everybody is forgetting what what kind of person Ashley was pre-Dean.
1: Yeah, she knows, she knows the, what time it is. Ashley's married to a white man and Ashley is only 25% black because her mom is biracial. So... <laughs> Has she hit a woman who is only 25% black with a white husband who's pretty powerful in the DMV area? Oh, and the way that Ashley plays victim and plays the Karen in most situations after mm-hmm. she's created mess, the mm-hmm. way she would have had Monique hemmed up in jail for quite some time. some time. So please.
0: So, cause when I think about, everybody's like fighting words. I'm like, so that means when... Ashley said to um, Katie that she is not mentally strong enough to be here or you need to fix that hole in your heart instead of the hole between your legs. That means Katie should have beat her ass. <laughs> it's like, uh, and she didn't. She just said, "I, you're stupid. If I called you dumb, you're dumb. It's like, yeah, I like friend of Katie as opposed to <laughs> first season I was like, Katie. I don't know why, but I just loved her. Oh, my God. So, high key Danny Lee or Lay, depending on who you ask, mm-hmm. decided to open up the discussion on colorism again. And I heard a lot of people having very reverse racism conversations about colorism. I'm like, y'all sound like white people when they talk about racism.
1: It's like, so they, they do. They like, do. You-?
0: That's not how this works. Danny Lee, who is literally, who put out a song called Yellow Bone. Which, kind of sidebar, I've been asking people, and I think someone pointed out that um, Beyonce said yellow bone in a song, I don't remember the song, but when I think about what we call light-skinned people, I've never heard yellow bone, I've always heard red bone, so mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, am I just old? Maybe I'm just old, because I'm like, I don't, what the hell is she calling herself yellow bone? So she made it seem like I'm just uplifting all of us yellow bones when in actuality, it was actually a diss song to the baby's baby mama who is darker yep. than her. So yep. no, you are not uplifting anybody. You're trying to shit on that woman that's darker than her because you played side chick for a few years and then, you know, you got called up to the majors. The song no, is no,
1: trash. <laughs> very trash. She's a clown. She's mm-hmm. a clown in a one-sided situation ship <laughs> with a short, funny looking womanizer who is expecting <laughs> another baby on somebody the way with somebody else, right? else.
0: Oh my God. It's like, ma'am, this is not, I'm sorry. Is this a surprise that you want us to fight a girl? I know he has pretty lips because I'm a, I'm a sucker for good lips, but I'm like, yeah, he has a, he's an angry little man, but he seems adorable at the same time. But still though, baby, that is not what you want. And then she just, and on top of that, Ma'am, you are not a black woman. You don't have a black parent. You mm-hmm. are a white Latina, if I'm not yep. mistaken. And yep. so this still makes you wrong. If you were a light-skinned black woman and calling yourself yellow bone, fine. You are not a black woman. And also it's like, why are you doing? She's like, I'm not colorist because I sleep with this chocolate man. I don't see color. So you see him as chocolate though, right? Girls, shut the hell up. It's like, please stop. And it's like, if y'all don't have the scope, because a lot of people were doing this reverse racism, it's like, man, I'm a light-skinned dude and I get trouble all the time. I'm like, please be quiet.
1: It's it's so aggravating because how everybody in our community can understand racism. But then when it comes to colorism, it's Mm -hmm. this, let's be obtuse. Let's act like we don't understand it all of a sudden. I'm just so tired. There's no such thing as reverse colorism for the last time. It's you not. benefit off of this terrible system, period right. point blank. And they even have statistics on if it's between like a lighter skinned person and a dark skinned person, like mm-hmm. in the court system, the darker skinned person is going to get the harsher sentence. So yep. I I mean it's it's not even just about you know desirability or in dating or romantic prospects. We're talking about, you know, in a job situation, um, mm-hmm. just think about, I mean, again, I hate to keep talking about Potomac because I really don't want to talk about that last season. It was just so <laughs> awful. But in Potomac, I mean, the reaction would have been different had um, Giselle or someone else gotten hit. But because Candace is a dark skinned woman and mm-hmm. also people taking issue with a dark skinned woman crying. I'm a very sensitive person. So Same. I kind of Same. understood where, Can- I understood, um,
0: why she I was so act emotional act it's like nobody gives candy shit about this candy cry all the damn time exactly it's well, like we it, joke it's like oh okay but it's like this is actual trauma for her because not only did she trauma. hit her y'all have been spending over a year telling her that she deserved to be hit it's like that's exactly. a lot
1: it's 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 so aggravating i just feel like you know i guess a lot of people don't if you're darker skin, they're not viewing you as like soft or feminine. Mm -hmm. So to cry, it's like, what are you crying? Like, it's like, oh, like you're crying, like, excuse me. But if a lighter skinned woman is crying, then it's okay. And it's like, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. That's not how this works. I am going to cry. I was applauding Candace every time she cried. I was like, go on and cry. I said, cry. If you wanna cry every single episode, I'm here for it. And people need to really evaluate why do you have an issue with a dark-skinned black woman crying
0: correct it's let's like,
1: let's get why is
0: that, that bothering you it's
1: like, yeah and that's because of colorism like and and people are so people are so black and white with their thinking they're so extreme colorism isn't always as um in your face as Oh, you know, you're dark, you're ugly. That's not Mm -hmm. always colorism. Colorism is why do you feel a certain way about somebody? Why do you think that this person's aggressive? Why does it bother you when this person is crying versus when this person cries? Why do you feel like this person is, I guess, stronger or whatever have you because they're dark? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, it's just so colorism and racism is just so subtle and people don't even take the time out to realize why they feel the things that they feel because subconsciously you feel like darker skin women don't deserve or they you know are relegated to be at the bottom like you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so when you see a dark skinned woman with confidence and someone who looks good and they're you know they're in touch with themselves and they feel good about themselves why does that bother you
0: exactly exactly so you bring up a good point because it's everywhere if yeah. folks really, like, if you're like, you don't want a Potomac, um, you don't want the Potomac example. Okay. Um, a good one is probably how folks responded to Maxine Waters. Yeah. Maxine Waters and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. They definitely had more. She's so aggressive. She's so this, so that with Maxine, with Kamala, it might be like the top Mala jokes or the Kamala, but they weren't, they didn't describe Kamala Harris the way that they described Maxine. When mm-hmm. she would be in those committee meetings for those um appointment hearings, everyone liked that she was assertive. With Maxine, she was aggressive. And it's like, yeah, it's like, y'all can watch that. You can look, there's so many examples of how colorism really does p- play into a factor. And there are are light skin or lighter skin people who will say, no, nope, people don't think I'm black enough. They think I'm just soft. I'm like, because if you're lighter skin, you're seen as more soft, even more feminine. Um, if you're darker skin, you're seen as more aggressive and more masculine. Hence why people used to say, joke that Serena Williams was a man because of, one, how good she was as an athlete, also her height and also her skin tone. It's like, mm-hmm. y'all can stop that. They're like, we ain't never say that. Yes, we did. Used to joke that she was a man.
1: The revisionist history around Serena is- It's very so interesting. It's like, it
0: started, then all of a sudden, Jamie Foxx said, did you see her ass? I'm like, oh damn, I ain't see her ass before. I'm like, it's the same ass she's always had. What are y'all doing? It's like, baby, we we see y'all. We we, we see it. It, it. Danny Lee can go to hell. It's like, Danny Lee is so full of shit. And the bad part about it is when we talk about colorism and we talk about- Non-Black women, Black women being so comfortable to be shitty to darker skinned Black women is like, we talk, when you talk about it, people are just like, I don't know how these women got here. Y'all brought them here. Yeah. Well, you brought them here.
1: And black men uplifting them. So, but that, exactly. you know, that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. Of I'm like,
0: y'all don't want us to talk. Like, How did Rachel get here? I'm like, because when black women actually tried to clock her blackness, we're called bitter, we're called haters. I'm like, why can't I just have a preference? If your preference is rooted in someone's humanity and you don't appreciate it or you don't like it, that is not a preference. Preference is like, I prefer summer over winter. That doesn't mean I hate winter. <laughs> that's what preference is, y'all. Bigotry and discrimination is not, if it's if that's what your preference is rooted in, if you're like, I'm like why don't you like, do you date black women? Oh, I don't want to date black, black, because black women are this, that, and the third. I think there's a video out from people who are married at first sight and all these black men are on there and they are listing reasons why they don't want to be with a black woman. Mm. And they're black men. And the woman who's doing the casting is like, a lot of black men don't want to be with black women. It's like,
1: it eh. Self-hate, but you know what?
0: Hey, everybody. Just want to step in here to let everybody know Everything we are about to discuss is alleged. None of it is fact. Everything, again, we are discussing is alleged. Okay, back to the show.
1: You know, I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, The biggest... Story because my mm-hmm. mind
0: right now is blown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, last story for us is the the Harrises and man, if y'all you know when people looked at Ice Cube writing the Players Club and they're like he put a whole extremely violent rape scene that wasn't seen but heard and they're like what the hell and then there's the character of Ronnie like man ain't no real women like that and Tamika Harris said hold my beer mm. <laughs> so a next friend. Put out on the internet that T.I. T. had threatened her, put a gun to her head. And then Tiny decided to follow up with, like, oh, he, that's your kid's uncles, but he, uh, he tried to harm you. Uh, you lying. So if you guys don't know, on the, on IG, there is a page called The Glam University. That is Sabrina Peterson's um, IG handle. And let me start here. What I am saying is alleged. This is alleged. This is not fact. We are talking about allegations. We are doing more than the Shade Room did yesterday when they conveniently didn't talk about this instantly. All of a sudden, they talked about it last night, and it's been out for at least 48 hours. We are recording on January 30th. I believe 34 women have come forward. Mm-hmm. All They don't know each other. They all are saying similar stories of what Tiny and Clifford Harris like to do um, in their privacy of their home or out or and hotels. about or like so apparently they like to do the drugs, they like to do the Molly, they have um women have been sexually assaulted, uh, people have been their phones, purses, they've been saying that they won't let them leave, they won't let them fly home, and they've been having threesomes, they have been drugging and raping women. Mm. People have had basically similar stories of how they've met either uh, it's been as interesting enough as they were in the same hair salon as Tamika and they mentioned that they were they did music and they were rapper and then she conveniently exchanged numbers with them and invited them to a party and then you you keep these women under this I just want to be famous I didn't think like the situation they put me in, it didn't seem like weird. So I just kept going. Um, So if you follow her, she has on her story, stories from women about how this happened and what happened to them. Either they've been sexually assaulted or they were almost sexually assaulted or they were drugged and they don't, they woke up and didn't remember how they got next to these people. And none of them ever said that, tiny wasn't involved
1: and some were underage and one underage. i was reading one girl was 16 she had met him like backstage and mm-hmm. I, I i just and then she felt guilty um because she felt well you know i shouldn't have been there in the first place and it's like no like it it doesn't matter you were oh you're a victim you know you did not deserve that they are in the wrong and it's yeah. just so upsetting how these people, because they have some money and they have a name that they can get away with this stuff. I want Tiny and um, T.I. to be in jail. I have always thought that T.I. has I've always had like a very sadistic, evil look about him. Mm-hmm. Like I never took there's something about him that I could never take to. Like before he started running his mouth and he really showed what a jackass he is. There was something about him that I always knew was kind of sinister and just very seedy. Peters has always given me very like Napoleon complex. Cause he's a short man, and he's always given me there's something there's something wrong. And Tiny has always given me a desperate woman who knows this man has never loved her. He's never even been attracted to her. He has always seen her as the come up woman. Mm -hmm. And she's just so desperate and such low self-esteem that she will just do whatever it takes to keep him knowing that he will never want her and has never wanted her. She's a sicko. I have never liked Tiny. Never. So, but she, like this reading like reading all of the victim's stories and how they were saying that she was just so mean and so evil to mm-hmm. them. And it was like, she was getting off on them being in pain yeah. and mistreating them. Like you are a sicko. Like you are like just, you're just absolutely like scum, like just two sickos. And I, I hope that they're under the jail. Like, I, I really hope that they face consequences. I hope that like everything is stripped away from them. I, I really do. Like it's time for some consequences to be had like these people cannot get away with their disgusting acts. This is, this is just unacceptable.
0: Absolutely. Um, some of the stories are heart wrenching, which is why I'm not reading them on here. Um, oh, I know. Uh, it's I like, know. It's, it's it's a lot. Cause I mean, they're, these are underage women. They threaten to cancel plane tickets. They put mm. guns to people's heads. They put people in closets. And by the way, some of the, the women, as um, Brooke stated, some of them were the same age of the young woman that he checked her hymen before mm. she went to the gynecologist. And it's like, this is when you know that something is really wrong with him. Or he was like, talking about like making sure it's not fat police. I'm like, girl, have you lost your mind? And then let's add in Shekinah who showed her whole stupid ass last summer talking about why y'all messing up the stores and I'm trying to shop. Girl, fuck you. Now she decided to get on live and try to discredit Sabrina, but then implicated Tiny at the exact same time. It's like, well, oh really, it was a problem, but weren't you helping him get girls last year? Wait, wait, ma'am, you <laughs> just basically just said that what she said so she's not lying so basically she's not lying that's what you're saying because ti got his whole ass on the instagram and did an eight minute vocabulation video basically trying to add put in all these words to say oh she's lying and i would never do this i'm like ma'am no one needs i'm sorry sir no one needs eight minutes to say that they are innocent and for mm-hmm. everybody saying like see he said he was innocent i'm sorry bill cosby is in jail right now and he will go to his grave saying he ain't do nothing wrong so why are y'all like people will just admit to doing this nobody's going to do that of course they're going to say it's wrong and he's talking about slander i'm like i don't think you know what slander means <laughs> i don't know how you know i don't think you know what defamation means it's not this if i'm telling you my story and I was also sharing because one people are still they're still DMing her. There are people who have screenshots of text conversations. It's like, girl, this is bigger. It's thirty-four people. Thirty-four people can't be lying. No,
1: absolutely not. And I will always believe the victim. I will always. I will until oh, you always, give me a
0: reason always. not to. It's not. Oh, let me just believe that. Exactly. I'm like because you exactly. like because you like his music. I'm like, girl excuse me i was able to divest from r kelly i can definitely divest from ti yeah
1: ti's music was not that great i was like Like, oh baby it's
0: like girl let's not do this i'm like y'all it's very interesting like oh my god y'all just trying to tear this black man down i'm like let me ask y'all you know what let me jake bergan's this it's like let me jake bergan's this for y'all pretend ti is white you got the same smoke. If this was Eminem, would y'all be stepping in front of them bullets for Slim Shady? I highly doubt it. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, pretend he's white. If, if T.I. a white man and he was doing this to young black girls, same girls, young black girls, young black women, sexually assaulting, terrorizing people, like mentally abusive. Would you be okay with this if T.I. was a white man? If you can say no, then you need to say like, this is not okay. And charges need to be filed. It's like, I can't do this with y'all. It's like, no, baby, please don't do this. It's like, uh, you can, I, I'm not telling you not to listen to his music, girl. We're not talking about music at this point because Ti has no problem getting his ass in front of a camera saying, I am a big staple in the black community. Excuse me, I should be in the trap museum. No, you shouldn't.
1: He's a psycho. He <laughs> is, like, no, he's a psycho. He's He's sick he said like,
0: and tia and tiny her involvement in it and i've said this for a very long time all misogynists are not male yeah oh
1: oh, oh. we a lot of women a lot like, of women
0: tell you i don't seem like a girl's girl i don't care how many times she hang out with a whole bunch of women and i will say this it's about to be a reckoning with candy burris i was
1: thinking that oh, everybody
0: okay. is making that connection like
1: ah, if, what if, if it, if it turns out to be cr- true that Phaedra was right, oh my Because
0: she, because Phaedra is alleged, she, I think she alleged that, I think she tried to say a producer and people just assumed it was Carlos King because mm-hmm. Carlos King is no longer with Bravo and y'all definitely watch the Bell Collective, okay? I'm just saying, yeah. y'all need to watch, it's a good show. Um. I, I
1: review it too. Yeah, <laughs> she
0: she does. Oh, the Bell Coll- I was like, yes, the Bell Collector is so good. Because y'all can definitely see a difference in Atlanta when Carlos King was there and to when he's not. It's totally different. If y'all really have been watching since day one, it's totally different than when Carlos was there. That's neither here nor there. But everybody's making a connection to that rumor and how Candy responded to. I'll do this. I'll drug women and I'll do this. Cause it was mostly Candy, but she kind of alluded to Todd being involved too. So it's a couple thing. And then people are like, Candy's reaction. And the fact that as of this recording, you have not heard a word from Candy about this.
2: I
1: know.
0: You have Grammys with Tiny. There's no possible way you can be silent for too long. You can't. You were an escape with Tiny. You have gotten Grammys for writing with Tiny. Y'all wrote no scrubs, okay? You wrote, you did a lot of heavy lifting on Destiny's Child. The writing is on the wall. Ma'am, there's no possible way. You can't say nothing. And the fact that she has been very silent speaks a lot of volumes. But if she is silent by... Next week, it is going to be a big thing. They're like, oh yeah, so they're going to want Candy to say something. She's oh, your you friend. Where's Rashida? There's a lot of Atlanta celebrities. They're like, why y'all not saying anything? Why y'all, like how y'all women and women empowerment? And I have a problem with women empowerment and women's empowerment. I'm like, it's like bridesmaid and bridesmaid.
1: That's a whole <laughs> other, that's a whole nother <laughs> We'll have to talk about that on the next one. Don't get me started on women's empowerment.
0: It's like, girl. So I'm like, y'all, you better get your ass up on that internet. Speak on it. You better speak on this. Yes. (laughs) Ma'am Candy, you can't be quiet about this. 34 women. And that's not even, and you know, it's going to be more than that. It started started out with like, what, 14 to 19? then it shot up to 34?
1: It's going to be like 200 women next. It's going to
0: be. And it's like, it's going to be both of them because it should be both of them. Because one, no one is saying that Tiny is a victim here and she's just going along. Ma'am, she went to jail for TI for drugs. She had no problem doing that. So if you think that she's an innocent bystander, I will show you a picture of a former floatist who carried that birth water just like her husband. And everybody mm-hmm. thought she was a victim. I'm like, baby, Melania Trump ain't no victim. She's she She's very complicit. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not talking about let's lock black people up. I'm like, nope, let's get predators off the street. You need to defund and divest from being a being a rich, allegedly rich celebrity. That you get to just take advantage of young women who are just like, oh my God, you're TI and I've grown up on your music. Oh my God, you're tiny and I was an escape fan and I like, and I like your music. Yeah, you don't get to use your status to abuse and take advantage of women. And the fact that one, Sabrina's putting herself out there, they're like, you're doing it for clout. What clout does any woman, any person who talks about sexual assault, what clout do they get? None. They get no clout. It's like, y'all you go after him because it's T.I. I'm like, he would never do that. You don't fucking know him. You know his music. You don't know him, but this man also sold drugs, so why y'all acting like y'all know him so well? (sighs) It's like, this is going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess for a very long time. And it's just sad and just, it's just for those young women who are like, because one, a lot of them are doing, they're doing fake pages to tell people Or telling their friends stories because they're like, I don't want people to find out where they are. So it's like the fact that they still have to feel like they can't even show their whole face or they still have to remain anonymous. Just details. They may not be lying, y'all. And it's like, please. So if we were like this, give people benefit of the doubt, give victims the benefit of the doubt until they give you a reason not to.
1: Exactly. Nobody comes
0: forward with this. If ain't some truth to it, and if everybody who's like, oh, man, man, people who give false rape allegations, um, so the percentage of people who actually are lying is literally two to ten percent. Yep. And then all the sexual assaults that happen, a lot of people don't even bring it forward. And also if you're an SVU watcher like I am, you do know that if the state doesn't have enough evidence or they don't think they're going to win, they're not even going to bring your shit to trial. And you Mm -hmm. could actually be sexually assaulted. and They're like, well, I mean, it's too inconsequential. There's too many things here and we don't think we're going to win. So we're not, we're going to do a plea deal or we're not even going to bring it to trial. It's way too much. It made me too much Red tape, too many hoops you got to jump through to actually, like, people hear that, hey, I've been sexually assaulted. I've been wronged. But then you can still not get justice. It's like, what justice is there to get? Besides him in jail or you giving me money? And it's like, but still, though, you're...
1: I know. It doesn't take away from that emotional pain of it it happening.
0: It doesn't. And it's like, to watch this happen to young Black women, this is why I have a problem. It's like I know. It's like, so it's okay to abuse these young black women because you like his music. No, it's not. Okay. It's like, no, it's like being abusive and a predator is not. Okay. It took 20 something years to get T- to get R Kelly out. We ain't waiting another 20 years to get T I out.
1: It's
0: like, no, we're doing this again. We're not, we're doing this. Cause y'all like, Oh no. See, so y'all just trying to bring this black man down. Like oh, y'all using the come up Chad Wheeler. you, Please tell me how long Chad Wheel will be on the Seattle Seahawks. Please tell me without Google, since you think that we're using some God awful reason. It's like, I don't know what to do with y'all, but love, definitely love and prayers and good thoughts to all of these women that are coming forward. I have a feeling and I don't, and I don't want to be right about this. I have a feeling that there may be some, I think it's only been cis women ever coming forward. I wouldn't be surprised if there would be trans women and maybe mm. men coming forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's I, could like, see it. I could see that. I'm like, I, could see I wouldn't too. be surprised. I'm like, I hope it's not because one, I don't, I'm tired of trans women being abused. I really, am. I know.
1: It's, it's, it's really getting out of hand. It is, mm-hmm. this is just, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's awful.
0: It's awful. It's like, I don't, I don't want to be right about that. But also, I don't want 34 women. Who have had to come forward and then people are like hey are they really telling the truth i'm like why would i lie about something like this especially with someone who is so well liked allegedly in atlanta it's like yeah keisha you ain't saying nothing yet keisha what what's what's going on keisha you ain't saying uh, nothing yet N- none of y'all saying oh my god this is terrible it's like it's more of i just hope this i just hope it wasn't true Or, man see nope y'all lying y'all just lying on my boy i'm like in 2021 what purpose would they have to lie on Tia? in twenty twenty? I'm sorry, is he coming out with an album? He's not. He's like it, this. Is, these stories is like it's too detailed to be lies.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, they're they're not. They're I believe every single person who has spoken out. I believe every single woman who has said every her single story. I, I I they're not lying. I just they're not lying.
0: I, like, and we're not going to sit here and say that they are because they're not. It was like, yeah, we're going to see how this plays out. It's, it's unfortunate somebody has to be anonymous to share their story. It's, I so, and I know Sabrina Pet- Peterson sent her all love and light because, you know, she's one taking in her stuff and then having to take in everybody coming to her with their stories. Mm-hmm. because they're like, I can't just say this on my own. So I got to bring it to you. And also Sabrina Peterson took a lie detector test. Because they were like, oh, really? You think I'm lying? She also took a lie detector test. She put the results on her Instagram. The Glam University is where we're where I'm talking about. So the fact that she said, yeah, I don't have to lie. I took a, I took a polygraph test. I'm like, baby. And Shekinah now is trying to walk it back. They're saying, okay, so what I was saying was, I mean, I really don't know her. So how do you know her to be a liar? You don't know her. It's like, Shekinah- she- shut up stop talking you're helping but candy you might want to start talking because people immediately
1: immediately yeah people are putting the pieces together
0: It's like girls like but uh y'all this is gonna be a heavy weekend but guess what i'm gonna be enjoying um wendy williams with with my crew this this tonight because i can't wait to watch this movie um (laughs) I can't wait to just enjoy the rest of this day. The book, Ashley, has come to Mocha Minutes and I am just living for
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just living. This has been so much fun.
0: I appreciate you for coming here. Before we leave, please tell everybody where they can find You on the Twitter with the facts, with the hottest of takes, not lukewarm or antarctic, but hot takes and also how they can follow you on YouTube.
1: Sure. You can find me on Twitter where I'm just running my mouth and cracking some (laughs) jokes sometimes. Um, I am the Brooke Ash um, on Twitter, better known as Neiman Marcus Stan account and (laughs) and, um, on Instagram, I'm the underscore Brooke underscore Ashley. And my YouTube channel is the Brooke Ashley. And I even have a fabulous blog. And it is called thebrookeashley.com. So check me out and um, say hello. And I just had such a wonderful time. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. This was fabulous. Thank oh, you so much.
0: Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm just y'all. Seriously, if y'all want to go back, please watch. Please go back and watch the content for Potomac, for Atlanta, for Salt Lake City. Which I-, I don't understand what happened last week. It's just like, oh baby, get <laughs> bi- get. I'm in the Shaw Squad, and I like Jen Shaw, and it was just like, baby, I need you to get off this just television, just go back down to, um, friend of, um, keep Mary in the closet. I don't want her out. She can stay <laughs> exactly where the fuck she is. It's like, don't do this. I'm like, uh, no, I don't care. I'm like, we need her out the closet. No, we don't. No, no, we don't. We don't need her bugging out. We don't need her eyes going big. I'm like, we don't need this. We don't need this. Whitney Rose is such a shit stirrer. And it's hilarious when I think about it. Um, Lisa Barlow is one of my faves. I kind of like Heather. I like the show. I like how Jen Shaw is basically my problematic fave. She's problematic because you don't, but she needs meds and Coach Shaw need to like come home more often. I, I mean, I don't know, but I need to see Sharif Jr. more because man, well, he <laughs> is fine as hell. Y'all, this has been a Mocha Minutes podcast. I will be back next week where I will have old man Wade. We will be talking about the my list my subjective list i said subjective y'all i said subjective list of the best batmans and we will discuss why kevin conroy is number one if you don't know who kevin conroy is he is the voice of batman the animated series he is batman and i'm like he is the best because when the show was great and batman beyond never mind but yeah i'll be back next week with old man wade everybody enjoy your
1: week (sighs) i'll be back bye bye thank you so much
2: I had an interview scheduled at a very uh, prominent hotel. I came in with my raincoat and a couple of other things. And I went to the check booth and I simply was going to ask her where I could find this person that I was to be interviewed with. She took one look at me and she said... Oh, we don't take those hair. You have to go around the back. So... (laughs) Uh, I I looked at her, and I smiled. And uh, I said, excuse me, but I was not going to ask you to take my coat and check it, which is your job. I simply... Was going to ask you for direction. But I will take this moment to let you know, just in case you don't, that every one of us that look like me are not all in a position of servitude. I don't look for anything or ask for anything other than to be treated like a human that's